It seems like nobody wants to talk about how to keep passwords strong. But if something happens, then it's just simply too late. Let's figure it out together how to keep those passwords strong. Hello, hello, and welcome to Groovy Take on episode 32. Hi, mom, because she's listening, and this is so nice. And if there is somebody else who's listening to that podcast as well, hello, hi, welcome. I'm surprised, and but really happy. So why, again, we should talk about passwords? Probably at this point, you heard on many occasions that you should keep the password or whatever passwords you are using online, you should keep them strong, you should keep them complicated, and you should change them frequently. Yeah, that's true, obviously. Yeah, you should do that. But at the same time, somehow, every day, every hour... How many millions of passwords are cracked? The other day I was browsing for some stats on passwords and crime, cybercrime, and uh, I stumbled across a website called cybinsolutions.com. I have no idea about that website. I don't know what they do, but here are and here is an article and they were sharing some of the stats that are actually very very scary. So one of those are there is a hacker attack every 39 seconds, affecting one in three Americans every year. Wow, I feel so much not better at this point. 43% of cyber attacks target small businesses, obviously, because how much small business owner can uh, spend on um, protecting their content, their goods on in digital world? Not much money, obviously. As more businesses' infrastructure gets connected, data suggests that cybercrime will cost businesses over $2 trillion, I repeat, over $2 trillion total in 2019. So this year, ladies and gentlemen, let's spend even more money on, on protecting, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. I, I have no idea what to think about that, except that it's scary. And, and then when I think that something is scary, I would like to immediately find a solution. How can we protect ourselves? And, 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 and password, really, when you think about that, is like the first line um, of protection, the first layer line of protection that you can create. And, uh, and then, of course, you can go with uh, second step authorization and, and so forth. But password is that the ground, the funda foundation of um, your safety online. And talking about that, let's check what are the most popular passwords within the last several years. I found an article from Mashable.com with the top 25 most common passwords for 2018, and it's scary. I'm telling you right now, it's scary, because number one most common password for 2018 is 12345. Number two most common password is word password. Yeah, actually, word password. Number three most common password for 2018 is one two three four five six seven eight. So you, you do you do you get the 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 trend here, the theme going on? 
So you have the, the most common passwords are like princess or I love you or sunshine or one, two, three, four, five, six or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, yeah. Let's get it more complicated. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Absolutely. And let's use it everywhere we can to every possible profile or account we have online. And then there are common passwords within those 25 most common are welcome, football, one, two, three, one, two, three. Oh, yeah, let's just throw that curveball um, at the hackers. They won't be able to crack that password. Or the password is password one. I mean, so when you have passwords like that, what I would like to know, what do you really expect? And I think I, 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 can, I can figure it out. You don't want to remember all those passwords. You know, and I know the basics. So, yeah, I should keep the password strong, period. Probably I should not use the same password for more than one account. Okay, makes sense. I remember that. But And number three most important is just frequently update those passwords or frequently change them, update them. Yeah, obviously, yeah, <laughs> I know. But then, said that, we both know that uh, it's so not easy because you have to remember about that you, and you have to change everything. And here are the problems. And just, just think about that. So we know the basics. We know the basics. I'm not saying we don't. We do. But it's not easy to actually change that password. And first, when I was thinking about this, this episode of Groovy Take On, I was thinking, oh, yeah, let's just throw all those basic foundations at people so they know. Because at this point, they are absolutely they don't know what, how to keep safe their digital life. And that's not true. You know exactly what to do. You know that you have to keep this password strong and long and change it frequently, then use different passwords for different things. But that being said, it's not easy to do that because here is the thing. If you have, or if you try to have something called smart home, oh yeah, and we are not going to talk about high-end smart home technology. We're going to talk about the basic thing. We're going to talk, think about having a ring doorbell in front of your house. Let's talk about the cameras, security cameras in your house and outside your house. This, those are basics that now more and more people have. Let's talk about, I don't know, the, the, the air-conditioned thermostat in your house, so Nest or others. Let's talk about Alexa or home, or, or mini home, or whatever Google has the, the name for their uh, voice assistant. Most of us nowadays either think to have one of those devices, or you already have one or more. And now, or on the top of this, you might have some uh, light bulbs and uh, the TVs connected to internet. You have those 
awesome Bluetooth, LED, Wi-Fi, light bulbs all around your house. So mm, your garage door will open automatically the moment when you are getting closer to your house. Um, all of that. Again, those are basic house, smart house technology. You have some of all that I mentioned. And now here's the thing. Every single device you have to connect to the internet because those devices are connected to your applications and those applications, they need internet connection to be able to work. Then you connect them with Alexa or um, Apple Home or Google Home. You connect to all of that so you can kind of make that house smart. And we are not even talking yet Oh, by the way, if you can hear snoring, that's my dog. Yeah, she's helping so much to create that podcast. Well, yeah. So you have all of those devices connected to the internet. So then they are connected to those applications. So you can control your house because you can control your house earlier. So far, so good. And now I just told you, Keep the password strong. All right, not a problem. You have the 15, 16, 20 characters long password, upper lower carry cases, additional characters, you know, like exclamation mark, add symbol, whatever. Um, you just, and the numbers, you added numbers, because, yeah, of course. And um, it's just a random selection of characters, so it's not like even a word. So the hacker cannot just use a dictionary to look for every single word. You did all of that. Perfect. You even used different password for different account. Absolutely amazing. Congratulations. You grab yourself a piece of paper and write, wrote down all of those passwords. Well, that's not that good anymore, but okay. And now they are telling us, change that password frequently. And you are, what are you talking about? What are you talking about right now? Do you want me to go through all the house and reconnect an update password connection, an update password to the internet connection on every single application that I, I'm using or on the, all those devices? And let me give you the example right here. I recently had to change the router, modem and router in the house. All right, that's good, good for me, right? <laughs> Absolutely, no, not good. Because it took me so much time then not setting up the devices. That was actually easy peasy, and I'm not showing off here, guys. This is, or, you know, whoever is listening, absolutely, obviously, mom. Thanks, mom. And um, it was not very hard to set up those devices just because if you don't know how to set up the modem, you just call the internet provider and they will walk you through how to connect the modem. With the router, you just buy the buy router in a box, okay? And on a box, it says step-by-step step how to connect your router. Again, simple steps, nothing sophisticated, basic level, user-friendly. And if still this is not enough for you, you need more help, not a problem. Don't worry about it, not a problem. You just call the customer service and they will help you. 
If you don't want to go through set, setting up the process on your own, you just call your internet provider and tell them, okay, I probably need a new modem and router. They will be more than happy to hook you up with the monthly <laughs> payments on their devices. Um, and it's up to you which way you're, you're going to. I have my own idea, which is for me better. But if you want the easiest way, you can go with the internet provider and their options. So they will set it up for you in almost no time. Easy peasy. The problem that I was facing later on was a time-consuming thing called resetting all those devices. So I had to go through ring doorbell house cameras, and other equipment that at some point I connected to the Wi-Fi in the house. And suddenly you are sitting two hours later thinking, oh, no, it's, so, it's just not worth it. I hope nobody's going to try and hack my internet connection and my password. I so truly hope that nobody's going to try to hack those passwords because really I have nothing to, to steal from. So let's just, let's call. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. So even though you know what you should do, you don't want to do it because it's not user-friendly experience. And I think this is very crucial. And this is, this is one of the major goals why some of those passwords are cracked by hackers. We are just tired. Not only you have to set up something, so you are so happy. Yeah, I did that. Look, we've got the ring doorbell here or any other, you know, camera doorbell. doesn't matter. I'm not sponsored by ring. But by the way, hello, ring. I like your doorbell. Uh, it doesn't matter which device you have. It's nice to have it because then you, you can see, you know, somebody's just dropping the package or you have your neighbors or family members. Not necessarily you want to open the door for them, so let's pretend we are not here. Um, but you have that. But to, to use it to the fullest, you need, well, to, you need to connect that to the internet connection. And you need to, if you change those passwords, you need to update those devices as well. And that is going to be time-consuming and I think on many occasions, this is the moment when people are ditching the idea of updating the passwords. So if all of that was more user-friendly, we would change those passwords more frequently, and hackers would have more problems to actually get to those. The other day, I had a chance to check the article by Business Insider, called it the 21 scariest data breaches of 2018. And uh, you have uh, companies like British Airways. What was hacked? Card payments. What had happened? August 2018 to September 2018. How it happened? A criminal hack affecting booking made on the airline website and app. And how many was affected? 380,000. Then another company, Orbitz. Oh, yeah, Orbitz, you know, the booking fl your flight, you buy the, 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 the flight ticket. What was affected? Payment card information and personal data, such as billing addresses, phone numbers, and emails. Yeah, that's, that's actually important, wouldn't you say? When it happened January to December, that's January 2016 to December 2017, uh, how it happened? Hackers 
accessed travel booking in a website system. Did you know about that? I didn't. What else? Sign Health. I don't know that company. It says Sign Health. What was affected? Names and addresses in the Singapore government's health databases and some patient's history of dispense medications. Well, that's great. Information on the Prime Minister of Singapore was specifically targeted. What else? Well, T-Mobile, what was affected? Encrypted passwords and personal data, including account numbers, billing information, and email addresses. When it happened, August 2018, how it happened, an international group of hackers accessed T-Mobile servers through, the, through an IPA. What else? My personality, um, what was affected? Personal data via Facebook customers who used the My Personality app. When it happened, the app was mostly active before 2012, but was banned from Facebook this year in, in April. Well, that's good to know. How it happened, the, ad, the app misheld Facebook user data by sharing information with researchers as well as companies with only limited protections in place. Yeah, that's supporting. I feel so much better now, don't you think? What else? Sachs and Lord and Taylor, mm, I have no idea what that is. Uh, what was affected? Payment card numbers. When it happened, details were not shared, never shared. <laughs> wow, okay. How it happened? New York-based security firm Gemini Advisory LLC says that a hacking group announced last week, I think that was in 2018, that it had put up for sale more than 5 million stolen credit and debit cards and that the com and the compromised records come from Sachs and Lord and Taylor customers <laughs> it's I, I i don't know what to say guys i think it's absolutely terrifying because about some of those um Hack attacks, hacker attacks. We don't even know. And we are using some of those companies. We are, we are using some of those things. I see on the list Facebook, Google Plus. Well, Google Plus is no more. They're available. Cambridge Analytics, Analytica, I'm sorry. Cambridge Analytica with 87 million. <sighs> My Heritage, 92 million, what was affected, email addresses and encrypted passwords of users who have signed up for the service when it happened October 2017. <sighs> Kura, that, you know, that's a really nice app where you can ask questions and people will answer. It's really great. What was affected? Account info, including names, email addresses, encrypted passwords, data from user accounts linked to Cura and users' public questions and answers. <sighs> My fitness pal. Oh, yeah, I have to get back to that one. What was affected? Usernames, email addresses, and encrypted passwords. When it happened, February 2018. <laughs> wow. Marriott Starwood Hotels, 500 million information. 
What was affected? Guest information, including phone numbers, email addresses, passport numbers, reservation dates, and some payment card numbers and expiration dates. When it happened, 2014 to September 2018, how it happened, hackers accessed the reservation database for Marriott's Starwood Hotels and copied and stole guest information. Adhar, I have no idea what that company is. What was affected? Private information on India residents, including names, their 12-digit ID numbers, and information on connected services like bank accounts. When it happened, it's unclear when the database was first breached, but it was discovered in March 2018. How it happened? Indian's government ID database, which stores citizens' identity and biometric information, experienced a data, a data leak on a system run by a state-owned utility company. And the company hadn't secured their IPA, which is used to access the database, which gave anyone access to Adhar information. It's pretty much, and, and the size of that attack was 1.1 billion different type of information that was stolen. Is it scary enough? Is it scary enough to make the decision that, okay, you know what, maybe I will sit down and spend the next few hours changing those uh, passwords everywhere I can and updating them every so often. But even then, when you do that, you don't have 100% security, right? <laughs> because the companies that we trust, they don't do their job that well sometimes. And even if they think they did the job the good way, the right way, there is a hacker or team of hackers who will try to crack that system and get to it and get our encrypted passwords and get our password information, our address, home addresses, our credit or debit card numbers, pretty much everything. So how can we secure that? Well, I, I'm not sure if we can. If there is 100% bulletproof, if there is 100% bulletproof solution, I don't think so. Not at this point, unless you decide to become an isolated island with no access to online world whatsoever. When you decide to pay only using cash, when you decide not to own anything, there is a chance that, yeah, indeed, nobody is going to hack and get to your information. Also, you have to remember to stay off-grid. Make sure that your social security number is not available. I wonder how you do that. You don't use public health care. Yeah, good luck with that. Let me know if you can. And how does it work for you? Perfect. Perfect. We just learned from those two articles, at least, that there is no way you can secure everything properly. 
We also discovered that it's not really user-friendly, even though everybody's telling us, I'm not sure everybody, but all around the internet is telling us about safety online, about change those passwords, update those passwords, keep them strong. And we have problems to remember those passwords. Let's start on the small scale first. So it's not that overwhelming. It already is, but let's think about what can be done. Again, strong password. How to create a strong password? Of course, there's a whole bunch of information and tips online how to create a strong password. Again, think about upper lower cases, think about adding numbers, think about adding additional characters. Um, think about not, not using uh, words because the hackers, they will just use different dictionaries, databases to crack that, that password anyway. So it's getting more and more complicated to remember and create those passwords. Uh, how to store those passwords? So you create, let's say you have 10, more, 20 plus maybe different accounts online or, or even more because it's so easy nowadays. Everywhere you go, it's like, oh, establish your account, establish your account, create your new profile. So you have a lot of that. And you've been told you have to keep separate password for different profile. How to remember that? Well, to rescue our applications called password managers. Are there 100% bulletproof? I don't think so, because I'm not sure what is at this point. But password managers will help you to um, keep those, all those passwords in one, in one place. Uh, the password managers, they are encrypted password vaults. So imagine like a bank vault, you put all those passwords in one place, and all you have to remember is the one master password to that vault. So if you remember that password, which those password manager applications shouldn't remember, uh, you have to remember that password, you type that password, and you have access to rest of your passwords. Those applications also help you to uh, create strong passwords. And those are usually the, the, the way those passwords uh, look like are random combination of letters, numbers, additional characters. And it's good because it's safer, but it's up to you how much you are going to trust those password managers. But this is an option uh, instead of having all your passwords on a piece of paper that, what, are you going to carry with you everywhere you go? It's important that you choose an option that works for you. If you think that keeping all your passwords on a piece of paper is good for you, I'm not sure what to tell you, just uh, really. Uh, but how easy access would you have to it if you are outside of your house, unless you're keeping that on you all the time? I don't know. But for those of you who think that maybe password manager would be something for you, uh, maybe that's the option. So they're like Bank Vault, keep password passwords for you, generate strong passwords for you. Uh, those are apps that work on most, if not all, of your devices, so you can use it. Mm, and they will automatically log you into the profiles and accounts that you choose. So it's helping you. Uh, those password managers will uh, will help you to update those passwords, to change them. 
Uh, you have that uh, those password manager applications uh, on your phone, tablet, on your computer, so you have access from all of your devices to that, which is, I think, that's that's the that's the useful thing. Now let's think about what if something happened to you. If something happened to you, your digital world is out there still, very much alive. So think about your loved ones. Think about your parents, grandparents. Think about yourself. If something happened to you, who has the access to your digital existence? Do you want that Facebook account to be still up and running and people wishing you birthday after you are gone from this earth for a few years now? You can say, I couldn't care less. Okay, good for you. I like that approach. But just in case, let's say you are the one in the family who is checking or managing a bank statement bank account online. You are the one who is checking your investments online and managing that online. To do that, you know you need password and your username to get there. Who will have the access if something happened to you? Yeah, that would be a valid question to ask yourself, right? Before something happens. I'm not saying that somebody should use that access uh, when you are still in a good shape, but probably you should start thinking about that. I should start thinking about that. Because nowadays, it's not only our offline existence, but also online existence, and it's financial aspect of it, and the social aspect of it. It would be prepare a plan in case something happened to you, what and how others will manage your digital world, your digital environment. Maybe you would like somebody to go on your social platforms and close your account or change your account. Maybe you would like your spouse, your significant other, your family members, your kids, grandkids to have access after your passing to some of the um, things online and just clean that after you or, you know, manage that so they have easy access to control it. If you choose so. And if you don't leave them the access, what's then? It's way much work. That's that's for sure. It's way much work. So think about that as well. If you want to keep, and don't, don't get me wrong, if you want to keep all your passwords on a piece of paper, just keep it on a piece of paper, fine. Just leave it in your bank, I, I don't know, uh, deposit box in the in a bank. I don't know where, in a shoe, on a shelf somewhere. I, I have no idea. You have to, unfortunately, you have to figure that out, but think about it, at least think about it. Because if something happened to you, it would be probably good if someone from your family members, your significant other, would have the access to be able to do whatever you think it's important to do. If you have a lawyer, 
if you have a financial advisor you trust, talk to them about that, how to keep that safe, how to prepare yourself. Because it's not only about now, but it's also about what's going to happen later after you cannot access that because you are not here anymore or something happened to you or you are so sick that you cannot do that on your own. Think about that. Plan accordingly, just in case. Next time when you decide that, okay, finally it's time to change those passwords, change them, update all those devices, make a party out of it, I don't know, pour yourself a soda or a glass of wine or a glass of water, whatever, and just try to keep it light and be in a good mood because you are going to spend a few hours doing that, so it's not fun. But at least try to make it more user-friendly and enjoyable experience. But sit down and plan what to do in case of changing those passwords, how to update later on your database of those passwords so they are updated. How to plan if something, in case something happened to you, who should have the access to your digital existence, when they should have that access, to what they should have the access, and what access they should get from you. So they will do, I hope, what you planned, what you wanted, what you want. Within last few years, on several occasions, unfortunately, I've met people who are going through that difficult time when they lost significant other. And unfortunately, well, they didn't remember the passwords, they didn't know the passwords, and they didn't know how to get to that digital world. And in most cases, the answer was very similar. Oh, she was the one who was taking care of those passwords, and she was the one who was taking care of the, you know, checking those accounts and stuff like that. I didn't care. Or, oh, yeah, he, he just wrote down all of those passwords, so I didn't have to remember that. And uh, he, were paying he was paying attention to, to, you know, all those updates and whatnot, so I was like, you know, I, I didn't have had for that. Okay, okay, I, I understand, you know, we are dividing uh, <clears throat> stuff that we have to do around the house and in our lives uh, between each other, so it's easier to coexist, and uh, it's just easier in life, but planning is good, and we're talking about access. So it's not any more access that you know where car keys are, and you can get to your car or your house, great, or you know the number of your bank account and you can go to your bank and talk to the you know, employee. But it's also the online world. And to get access to that online world, you need that password. So again, grab yourself a glass of wine. Grab yourself a, I don't know, glass of water. I, I don't care what you choose. Sit down together and talk about it. And plan about it. I'm not saying now you are going to have to start using those platforms or whatnot. But if your significant other is doing that. Or if you are and you know that your significant other, they don't know those passwords. Sit down together. Talk about it. At least show the place where they can find those passwords. So if something happened, 
they've got the access, they can go there, and step by step, they can do whatever you talked about. And this is, this is crucial, guys, this is crucial. Because not only think about now and near future, think about what, you know, just in case, what might happen. Let's make life for us and others a little bit easier. And sharing that information might be useful. Of course, be clear. Tell them, I don't want you to use that right now. And if you don't trust somebody, don't share those passwords, obviously. But if you do trust them, tell them, I don't want you and I don't need your help right now. But if something happened, then is the time when I would like you to intervene or do something. And this is what I want you to do. Create the list. Because I, I like lists. I, like, I, I do admit that. I like lists. I think lists help to organize yourself. Create list of profiles that you are using. Create list of devices that you have at your home. So that smart home technology, it's, it's in, around your house. And this is how you will know how many different passwords maybe you have or what device is using or sharing the same password. When you change most recently passwords, write down that on the list. Maybe not necessarily write down those passwords next to those devices. <laughs> no, don't, don't, please don't do that. But at least just make sure that you know what you are managing because it's so easy to forget. Oh, what was that? What was the name of that device? What, what was the website? Or what was the, the application? I think that's the end of this episode because it's so depressing really when you think about that. But uh, I think what was the crucial thing to, to remember at the end is keep those basic safety tips in mind. Keep those passwords strong, change them frequently. Uh, don't share passwords for several, the same password for several pro uh, platforms, profiles, accounts, because it's easier to crack those, because when you, when they get to one of your account, they will be able to use that password to different accounts. But then also plan accordingly, plan for the future, plan if something happened to you, what should be done, plan how your significant other will be able to have access to your digital existence, to digital life. Think about your kids and grandkids. Uh, talk to them about it. Talk to your financial advisor. Talk to your lawyer if you have one about that safety. Create a list of all those social media and internet, digital profiles, accounts that you have. So it's easier later on to manage that for you and for others if you need Safety online is getting more and more complicated. It's not easy, but what we can do, what you and I can do, we can start with that one strong password for single profile and account that we are creating. Let's start with that single thing and build from there. Let's not be terrified, but let's be cautious. Ooh, okay, that's it. 39 minutes, that's enough. That's enough about passwords. That's, that's scary. Okay, it's not scary, but it's something important I wanted to share with you. I wish you 
groovy day. Mom, thanks for listening. And for those of you or single person who is listening, uh, if you would like to reach me out, please stop by on Twitter and find me at Claudia Jurowitz. Talk to you soon. <laughs>